You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Breaking news alert. Burke and Miz talk off-season signings. Please call the police if you see anyone suspicious not listening to this podcast. Some pretty big news today. The biggest news happens to be Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback for the New England Patriots, tested positive for COVID-19 today, and his availability is in doubt against the Denver Broncos this week. And when I say in doubt, it basically affirms that he's not going to be playing. Good news for the Broncos. They have a third-string quarterback that they're trying to play uh, in Boston. And, you know, that would be good news for Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick. Maybe they can uh, do some things in this matchup. I still think it's going to be too hard for the Broncos to overcome, but it definitely helps their chances for sure. So, you know, we'll see how that uh, ends up working out. Tough news for uh, Stephon Gilmore. I I wish him well. In other news related to COVID, this is hopefully not just the COVID breaking news uh, segment, but it feels like it has been the last couple times. Two more Titans players has tested positive for COVID. And I don't know, again, what they're doing over there, but apparently they were breaking protocol after they had guys test positive, trying to still get practices in, and were gathering together and uh, just basically made it worse. So now the game this week against the Bills is in doubt, and that's really tough as both teams are undefeated. It's going to be a really good matchup. A lot to like in this game, and now we're not sure if it's going to happen or not. If they are, you know, if they end up not getting any more positives the rest of the week, it looks like it'll still go on with uh, without uh, any issues. But uh, you got to be worried at this point. You know, Titans are not getting their uh, not getting their house in order right now, and uh, it, it's eventually might start costing them uh, games because you know Roger Goodell put down the hammer, stating that teams potentially could forfeit if they don't manage this. They put Big Brother into the uh, in, into the offices. They have cameras so everyone can see how often people are wearing masks. And, you know, I hate having that oversight. It's hard to work any job where you have uh, the, the Big Brother, you know, staring over your shoulder on everything. But uh, if you're not going to comply, then that you're not going to comply and you need uh, drastic measures. So there is that. Now let's get on to more football news. Austin Eckler. I reported the other day that he got hurt. looked like it was pretty bad. Good news is he's not out for the season, as I was fearing that he might be. He's only out four to six weeks. So the though that's still you know a month, month and a half away, it's still nice to know that you're not going to lose Austin Eckler for longer than that. And I'm sure the Los Angeles Chargers are thrilled that they're going to get him back. In the meantime, they'll roll with Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. But I, I still think that's a, a blow to their offense because they weren't that dynamic of an offense to begin with. It definitely makes them less dynamic going forward. 
Romeo Cornell, he is taking over in Houston for fired Bill O'Brien. The Bob just uh, burned a bunch of bridges, got fired. He was a jerk. Everyone knew he was a jerk. Uh, they couldn't take it anymore, mostly because he was losing. And now Romeo Cornell is going to take over as interim head coach. And sometimes when there's a shift in head coaches, that's good news for some fantasy players or players on, on the team. You know, last year when Jay Gruden got fired, Adrian Peterson wasn't being utilized very much. And then it was like a, you know, someone hit a light switch and started running him, you know, 25 times a game. And he was really effective at that point. I don't see anything on the Houston Texans that makes me think that there's going to be, you know, someone on on that roster that's going to have a similar uh, bump in production based off of the coaching change. I definitely think David Johnson has a great matchup this week, so I don't think that will uh, affect him overall on you know his usage and how he'll be handled. I really think it's status quo because though Romeo Cornell I think is a, a decent coach, he's not much more innovative than Bill Bryan was, but it's good to know, you know, who the coach is and, uh, you know, who's, who's making the calls. And it, it definitely, I think helps kind of settle that team in regards to what their identity is going to look like from here on out. And it's going to look pretty much the same. Leonard Fournette's doubtful for tonight's game. He was looking like he was going to be doubtful. It's confirmed. That's okay. You know, LaShawn McCoy is going to be out too. So it's going to be the Ronald Jones show. But having said that, with uh, Fournette and McCoy out, Keyshawn Vaughn gets kind of a, a bump in this game. So look for Keyshawn Vaughn. And, and although it's a tough matchup against this Bears defense, look for his usage and how they use him. Because even if he's not that productive, if he's getting targets and, and carries, he, he might be a good waiver wire pickup for next week. And you know, maybe he'll make the list as, as one of the top three next week, depending on his usage this week. But I liked him from uh, – he was actually one of my favorite running backs uh, after he got drafted. I just thought the, the place he went was perfect. Bruce Arians is a, a pretty uh, loyal guy when it comes to his running backs. And, and I say that, you, you guys laugh because it's a committee. You, n- you never know who's going to be playing. But this was going to be kind of his guy, his homegrown guy that he drafted. And so I, I think he's going to give him every opportunity to succeed, and we will see what happens uh, tonight, and I'm excited to watch that. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man, I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview, starting now. Jumping right into our Sunday morning games, the Los Angeles Rams are at the Washington football team. Rams are favored by nine. I haven't liked the way the Rams have been playing lately. They've, they've played some mediocre teams and barely squeaked by. Washington has a pretty good defense. I'm taking Washington in the points, although I do think the Los Angeles Rams ultimately win the game. I That's too many points to give up being on the road. 
especially, like, like I said, the way the Rams have been playing, it, it doesn't give me confidence. Starting-wise, Jared Goff. I'm starting Jared Goff. Washington gives up a lot of points to the quarterback, and they give a lot of points up to the quarterback and also the tight end. So I kind of have that Jared Goff, Tyler Higby connection going, and I'm starting both of those guys. I think it's going to be a huge day for both. Tyler Higby it could be you know a two-touchdown day for him. In, in the vein of like you know what the Ravens did with Mark Andrews, except for I think Tyler Higby gets uh, more targets than uh, Mark Andrews did the uh, last week, and then I'm starting Terry McLaurin, and I'm starting Terry McLaurin because he's just a dynamic receiver. He's actually one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. He's just I like his route running. I like his hands. I like his speed. I like everything about him, and it's a bad matchup for him. But as he proved last week where he got over 100 yards, he's a matchup-proof option for anybody. You just plug him in whenever he's going to have a game, and you're going to be good with him. He's going to produce. So having said that, uh, I think obviously it's going to be a low-scoring game because I have a lot of sits. So on my sit list, Kyle Allen, he's making his first start. I think he's going to be rusty. It's not that great of a matchup for him. So I have Josh Allen. Uh, definitely, or sorry, Kyle Allen on my sit list. How dare you put Josh Allen on there? Anyway, Kyle Allen, there's a lot of Allens that play quarterback. We just need Brandon in there somewhere. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he's on my sit list, mostly because, you know, it's a bad matchup for the Rams. Washington does a great job at stopping the rush, but on top of that, it's just the quagmire that is the, the Rams' backfield. You know, I was high on Daryl Henderson last week. Never again. I don't know how they're going to split carries between uh, Henderson and Malcolm Brown. And with it being a bad matchup, I'm just staying away from that situation and wiping my hands clean. I'd rather go with the safer options. Antonio Gibson, he's on my uh, sit list. He had a great week last week. Instilled some confidence. But this is not the matchup for him to do anything. So I'm not expecting a, a fruitful day for Antonio Gibson. Steven Sims, he's been hurt. He didn't play last week. I'm hoping he plays this week. I, I think he does, but I don't think he's productive. And it pains me to say this, but I have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on my sit list. And obviously both of those receivers are top 20 receivers. Coming into the season, I should clarify, but I just don't think they're going to have a good day against the Washington football team. And, they, they, you know, they do a good job of stopping the receiver position. And, and it's kind of weird saying, oh, start Jared Goff, but, you know, his receivers won't do much. I just think it's going to be really spread around and not uh, – uh, or e neither of them are going to be very productive. Logan Thomas, he's on there not because it's a horrible matchup, but just because it's Logan Thomas and that – that ship is kind of sailed. He, he's had great matchups. He's had better matchups than this, not produced. I wouldn't be very confident in him this week to just all of a sudden, you know, have a game where he, he you know, he has a dominant game. This next game kind of comes with an asterisk because we're not sure it's going to even be played, but I definitely wanted to cover it just in case it is. The Buffalo Bills are at the Tennessee Titans. Bills are favored by eight and a half points. And that's a lot against the Tennessee Titans team, except for 
these Buffalo Bills, that offense has been pretty dynamic, and Tennessee hasn't had a lot of practice time in the last two weeks due to uh, their handling of that COVID situation that has been a regular topic on this show, unfortunately. So I'm taking the Bills, giving up the eight and a half points. I think the Bills crush the Titans this week if that game is played. In regards to starts and sits, this one's really easy. This is probably the easiest recommendation that I've had so far this season. Start everybody. Everybody that's available. Now, you're not starting Corey Davis because he's going to be out with COVID, but everybody else, start them. Just play them. Josh Allen has an amazing matchup. Ryan Tannehill has a good matchup. Devin Singletary has a good matchup. Devin Singletary has an amazing matchup if Zach Moss doesn't play. So he needs to be a start for sure if they end up playing this game. Stephon Diggs, same thing. He has a killer matchup. You need to be having Diggs in every lineup that you can because this is a marquee matchup for him. He should dominate. Josh Brown, Cole Beasley. I have A.J. Brown in there. I'm hoping he's coming back and going to be healthy. Janu Smith and Dawson Knox have good matchups, but Janu Smith has an amazing matchup. And as much as they use him, I think this is a huge game for him. I think Higby and Janu Smith have the two biggest games at tight end, which you know we'll talk about in our next podcast. But Janu Smith definitely needs to be started in this one. Again, Corey Davis has COVID. It's probably not, I mean, not probably. He's not going to play. So I would like to put more receivers on there than A.J. Brown. But, uh, I mean, Adam Humphreys tested positive for COVID as well. I just don't know who's going to play. So that's part of the issue is, you know, it just depends on who's out there. But I also think this helps the Bills in regards to, you know, they're, they're, they're losing some defensive players. Special teams are going to be a mess because they lost some special teams players. I think the, the Bills are going to take advantage of that and, and really just dominate this game. And uh, I hope it happens. I hope they get to play it. And if not, that's uh, really going to throw a wrench in the NFL schedule. I don't know how they're going to uh, keep moving forward with a team having played two less games than everybody else. It will definitely be interesting. We'll see. This next game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favored by seven, and I'm just not buying it. Eagles just got back from San Francisco, you know, beating them in San Francisco. This is a shorter trek. Steelers are always rusty after the bye week. They just are Historically, they always are. Roethlisberger looks pretty bad for a half, and that's a significant amount of time. I, I think by the time the dust settles and the Steelers start getting back into the groove, it's going to be the end of the game, and it's going to be close. So maybe Steelers win by a field goal, four points, something like that, but I think this is going to be a close game. So having said that, with our starts and sits, you're starting Greg Ward, you're starting Alshon Jeffrey. They're just two dynamic receivers. Ward, I, I shouldn't say two dynamic receivers because they are a or a couple of receivers for the Eagles. And I guess if you have a pulse and you play receiver and you're on the Eagles, you're going to get the ball because they have nobody else to throw to. So I say dynamic because you just know they're going to get the volume. Steelers are like the seventh worst team in the NFL against the wide receiver position this year, and that's because they blitz so much. They leave the cornerbacks in a lot of one-to-one situations. It leads to a lot of big plays. And so this would be a great game for Alshon Jeffrey to come back and be healthy because I think he could have a great game. On the Steelers' side of the ball, Dante Johnson, you need to start him. He's out of 
concussion protocol. He'll be playing in this game, and I just think he'll have a good game. And I know it's against Darius Slay, and he's been a nightmare for a lot of receivers, but Deontay Johnson's routes are just so smooth. I, I think he could end up being a matchup-proof type receiver if he's you know doesn't get hurt. So I think... So far this year, with the amount of targets he gets, he's a start, regardless on who's uh, defending him. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is primed to have a really good game. I actually like him more than Deontay Johnson in this one. I I think you'll see big things from Juju Smith-Schuster. Having said that, I like Eric Ebron a lot more than all of them combined. The Eagles give up a ton of points to the tight end. Like I said, they throw to their tight ends a lot. They can't defend you know, other people's tight ends. Eric Ebron is going to just rip it up. I think he has an amazing day. He needs to be in your lineups, play him. It could definitely prove to be a great choice and win you your fantasy football week. Sitting Ben Roethlisberger, like I said, it's one of those games where he doesn't necessarily have a good matchup with the Eagles. They do well against quarterbacks, but he's going to be rusty for a half coming off that bye. It's going to take him a while to get back into the groove. You know, he's he's a better play for later on, but uh, this week I would have him on my bench. Carson Wentz, we don't even need an endorsement. He should be dropped from every roster. If you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, you just need to drop him right now. He's not worth a roster spot. You can pick up Carson Wentz's on the waiver wire every week with the way he's been playing. James Conner, I have him on the bench, which is unfortunate. Eagles just do a really good job of, you know, defending the rush. And the Steelers have rushed for 100 yards every week, but they haven't played a rush defense like the Eagles. They're really going to clog up that middle lane unless they can get out on the edge with like an Anthony McFarlane or something. I don't really see them being able to be that effective on the ground. So I, James Conner to me is a bench. Miles Sanders, you know, I told everyone to bench him last week. I don't want to double down and say bench him this week. I would still probably play him. But, you know, this is a Steelers defense, their top three run defense in the whole NFL. If he's going to get anything, it's going to be through the air. So I would keep him, you know, I'd probably make him a start just for that. You know, the option that he can get some receiving yards and maybe uh, some cheap touchdowns. But he, he's, he's not going to get that many yards on the ground. So it makes him a risky play this week. Chase Kelly Poole, I just added him on there just because... You know, he's been getting some fantasy run lately, and this isn't a game where I feel like he makes one of those big plays he's made in the first three weeks. Zach Ertz, he's on there, and I have him on my sit because uh, the Steelers have done a pretty good job. They're in the top quarter of defending the tight end position, and Zach Ertz looks like a shell of his former self right now. I don't know if he's hurt or injured or what's going on, but, you know, he's even getting the targets and just not producing, so... Right now I have Zacherts on my bench, especially with this matchup. I don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround for Zach this week, and hopefully he can rebound after this week and start getting it together. This one's kind of quick and straight to the point. The Arizona Cardinals are at the New York Jets, and with the Cardinals' recent play, you know, two weeks ago they lost to the Washington football team at home, then they went to Carolina. You thought they'd rebound, and then they didn't. Carolina really destroyed the Cardinals. Their uh, offense or their defense looked horrible. 
Now they face a Jets team who doesn't really have a, an efficient offense. Sam Darnold is is benched because of injury. They they are claiming, and going with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco isn't much of an upgrade. You know, if you saw him with Denver, he, he, you know, or with the Ravens at the end of his tenure, you haven't seen any anything from him in a couple years to make you confident that he can do the job. So having said that, I'm taking the Jets. I think the Cardinals end up winning, but I think the Jets cover the six and a half points, and it's going to be a closer game than what people think. Starting Kenyon Drake, I know you've heard my podcast about me ripping on him, saying that he needs to be benched in all formats because he's had great matchups. Well, here's another good matchup. If Kenyon Drake's ever going to rebound from his bad start, it needs to happen sooner rather than later, and it needs to probably happen on a good matchup. So I'm still rolling him out uh, out there this week. I'm also starting Chase Edmonds, though, because if he doesn't produce, I think Chase Edmonds could start taking over the workload during this game. And one of them is going to have a good game. I don't know who it's going to be. So put them both in there. Hope you have the right one. Frank Gore, I have him on here. Cardinals can't defend the rush. And Frank Gore is good at rushing the ball. Uh, he's an ageist wanderer. He doesn't have a lot of tread left on the tires, but you know I still think he's you need to play him on good matchups. And Frank Gore at this point is strictly a matchup-proof running back. Like if he has a great matchup, play him. If he doesn't, you can bench him. And he's been pretty consistent in that regard. DeAndre Hopkins, I have. I'm starting. It's not a good matchup, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. If he's not injured and he's able to, you know, he's able to play this week. Uh, work through his injury, then he's going to be a play regardless because he's a number one receiver. You're sitting, I have Kyler Murray sitting, and I'm not saying to sit Kyler Murray. I just think that uh, it's a bad matchup for him, and he doesn't have a very good day. It's going to be definitely below expectations. So start him because he's Kyler Murray, but just know that uh, he, he's going to dance around that 12, 13, 14 quarterback mark. Not where you want them if, uh, you know, you only there's only 12 startable quarterbacks each week because uh, there's 12 teams, and, and I think he falls outside of that. Joe Flacco, you're benching. I don't need to discuss that because nobody has Joe, Joe Flacco on their football team. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Bouchard, Perriman, he's hurt. He, he probably won't even play, but I have him on here just in case. Jamison Crowder, he had... You know, he's coming back from injury this week as well. He's going to take over that Braxton Berrios role. Uh, that Berrios kind of, you know, held the seat warm for, for Crowder while he's hurt. But I don't think he does anything in this game. The Jets do a, a or sorry, the Cardinals do a good job with that uh, slot receiver position. Uh, Chris Herndon, he's been non-factor, so I don't even need to talk about him. Even with a good matchup, he hasn't done anything. And then Dan Arnold, he's not utilizing that offense. There's just too many weapons. He's not even like you know the fifth or sixth option at this point. So he can safely be on your bench as well. But this game, I think, is going to be lower scoring than uh, what we think. And uh, it's going to come down to that defense. And you know, hopefully for the Cardinals, it's not going to come down to that Cardinal defense. This next game is something that I have a lot to say about. I'm really excited about it. I definitely want to be watching it. 
Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12.5, and I don't know what to think about that. I Chiefs have a dynamic offense. You know, they, they look really good most weeks. They've, they've played amazingly, you know, the first week of the, the season, and then obviously the Monday night game against the Ravens, they dominated. But they were a little sluggish against the Patriots, and they were sluggish against the Chargers, and so they're kind of 50-50 in that regard. Raiders are actually have a better defense than we give them credit for. I don't think the Chiefs cover the 12-and-a-half. I do think they win. So give me the Raiders, give me the points, and I think you'll come out happy if you do the same. Starting, you know, start and sits. My start is Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting him, although he doesn't have a great matchup. I think he slides just barely out of the top 12. Raiders do a decent job against the quarterback, and, and I think mostly it's because they aren't that good against the rush, and so I think more teams do that. And I think that could definitely slow Mahomes down a little bit, and I could see this being kind of more of a sluggish game for him than, uh, you know, more more to like it was against the Patriots in that regard. I have Josh Jacobs. I have him starting for sure. He, if they use him in the passing game, he's going to be even more dynamic. He's going to get you a lot more points fantasy football-wise because the Chiefs cannot defend the running back position when they pass. Uh, you know, when they pass to the running back, and they're average when teams are running against them. So, Josh Jacobs is definitely a good play here, and especially for him, how sluggish he's been. He had a, an amazing first week and hasn't kind of recovered since then. I think uh, this game he kind of makes up for the the last three weeks of being, you know, not a very good fantasy option. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I can talk about him all day. I could probably spend the rest of the podcast talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The rookie running back had a great first week, had some bad matchups since then. This goes back to having a great matchup. One of the things I really like about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that the Raiders don't do a good job of defending is the receiver out of the backfield. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is really dynamic when he's able to do that. Raiders can't stop it. I expect a huge day from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this one. So he definitely, man, he needs, he needs to be started in all formats. I think he has, the, you know, a top a top five day out of all the running backs with this matchup. Tyreek Hill, I have him on here, not because it's a good matchup for him, but Tyreek Hill's been pretty, he's been uh, matchup proof. He had a bad matchup last week, and he was able to get, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown. So... He's always in your lineup. Darren Waller, the same. The only team that was able to stop him is the Patriots. So I think even though he has a bad matchup, Darren Waller needs to be a start. And Travis Kelsey, of course, needs to be a start. You're, you're never you're never benching Travis Kelsey. He averages double-digit uh, fantasy points at the tight end position per week. And, uh, y- yeah, you, you don't want to bench that no matter what his matchup is. You're sitting Derek Carr. Derek Carr has a really bad matchup. Chiefs defense has improved this year. Last year, that was a thing. The Chiefs defense was horrible. Their offense would be just explosive. This year, the defense is getting better, and they've been great against the quarterback position. So Derek Carr, uh, yeah, he's his car is going to crash. He needs to be on your bench. Sammy Watkins, uh, I don't need to explain Sammy Watkins. 
he's great very first week of the season pretty relevant the rest of the year until the playoffs so Watkins is on your bench McCool Hardman's on the bench just a lot of bad matchups for these Chiefs receivers and then Henry Ruggs is injured so I don't think he's going to play if he does play he still would be on my bench because it's a bad matchup uh, Brian Edwards is on my bench Hunter Renfro's on my bench uh, Zay Jones would be on my bench if he happens to play because of injury to uh, Ruggs and Edwards so there's actually not a whole lot of fantasy goodness in this one and that was surprising because I figured that this had potential to be a high scoring game I don't think it will be I think it's uh, going to be more of a defensive battle than we anticipate. This next game is uh, not very exciting. It's kind of a bland game when you look at it on paper. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Texans are favored by six points at home. I'm not falling for that again. Texans have not covered the spread once this year, and I thought they would do it against Minnesota. I think Jacksonville is a better team than Minnesota right now, actually. So I'm taking Jacksonville. Get I'm taking the six points. I think you should, too. Texans are in tur- turmoil. I don't know. You know, Romeo, Romeo Cornell is going to be the coach, but I'm not sure what their identity is going to be. And, I, you know, their game plans, I'm not sure what their game plan is going to be. I just feel like this is one of those games where it's, there's, there's a lot of unknowns, and I don't feel comfortable taking the Texans. Having said that, with my start and sits, I'm starting Deshaun Watson. I think he has a huge game against the Jaguars. Jaguars give up a lot of yards passing, and Deshaun Watson is good at passing the ball. On top of that, he's a good running threat. So you put those two together, I think he's going to cause nightmares for Jacksonville. James Robinson on the Jaguar side. He, you know, Texans just give up yardage and touchdowns to the running backs left and right. They, uh, it's like going to the, you know, the, the soda machine, going, putting in your quarters, and just gives you like five sodas every time you pay for one. That's the Texans' run defense right now. I mean, Dalvin Cook just shredded them last week for two touchdowns, and I, I think James Robinson is going to have a really good day. And. It's kind of funny because I said he was going to have a huge game last week, and he got yards. He had volume. It just he didn't score touchdowns, and I think that's the problem with fantasy football is it really does come down to touchdowns. But uh, I base my start sits off of you know the the targets and the usage, and you know the the more you get, the more chances you have of scoring a touchdown. So James Robinson in this one I think can have a huge game. David Johnson on the other side I think he can have a huge game. He, Jaguars can't defend the, the running back out of the backfield. David Johnson does a great job at receiving. He does a, you know, he's, I think with a good matchup, he, he's able to get some rushing yards. I get the Texans' lines in shambles, and they can't block for Deshaun Watson, but I think Johnson can do, you know, have a decent day on the ground on this one as well. Uh, DJ Chark, I have him starting. He was so dynamic last week. Two touchdowns, the uh, the Sharknado, the DJ Sharknado, needs to be played in all formats. He he got nine targets last game. I think they realized, you know, when he was when he sat out the game before, like, hey, we're not getting him enough targets. We need to give more targets to that guy, and they did. I think that continues in this game. Daniel Fells, 
because Aikens has a concussion, so I'm not sure that Jordan Aikens plays. Daniel Fells is a start because the Jaguars do not do a good job of defending the tight end. But then on the flip side, the Houston Texans don't do a good job either, so I have Tyler Eifert starting as well. You're sitting Gardner Minshew. Quarterbacks haven't haven't been amazing against the Texans. They've been they've been ho hum, but uh, it definitely makes Gardner Minshew fall out of my top twelve. So I'm benching him this week. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. Texans also don't give up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. And I know Justin Jefferson had a hundred yards receiving last week against them, but you know teams are able to spread the ball around against the Texans, but you don't really see one receiver dominate outside of that. And so having said that, I have all three receivers on my bench. And then I have LaVishka Chenault on my bench because the uh, the Texans don't give up a, a ton of air yards. They give up a lot of ground yards, and I think that hurts the volume and the targets that the receivers get. So I think those targets go to DJ Chark. LaVishka Chenault doesn't get those targets, and it makes his day less effective. LaVishka Chenault's been getting a lot of play, saying this is a great matchup. He's going to do really well. Uh, I actually don't see that. I think he should be on your bench, and there's better days ahead for Chenault that you can actually play him in your lineup. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by 13 and a half. And kind of kind of my theory with the Raiders and Chiefs, I'm taking the Bengals and the points. I think the Ravens win, and they win comfortably, but I don't think they win by two touchdowns. I think it's going to be closer than that. So give me the Bengals and the points. In regards to who I start, I'm starting Joe Burrow. The Ravens haven't done well against the quarterback position, as and, which is surprising to me because they have such a great secondary. But uh, this is a game where I think Joe Burrow excels and gets a lot of yards and some touchdowns. I you know, obviously don't like to predict, predict touchdowns, but with as much as he's going to be passing, I think he gets his fair share of touchdowns as well. Lamar Jackson and Bengals, surprisingly, as bad as they were last year against the quarterback position, they've really kind of turned it around and, and been pretty decent. Probably because they're they're not good against uh, the rush, but I still am starting Lamar Jackson because you're not going to bench Lamar Jackson, but he's going to be really dynamic in the running game in this one. I think he rushes all over the Bengals, gets a ton of yards rushing and touchdowns, and that's going to make his fantasy football day relevant. So we'll see if that holds true, but I like Lamar Jackson just for that uh, option that he provides. He's such a weapon both ways. Mark Ingram, you're starting him. And I don't, you know, Bengals running backs or against the running backs, they don't do well. Mark Ingram is their running back, so I think he is definitely a play. And he hasn't been a play all year, but this could be the turnaround game for him where he's he's effective. And I have Gus Edwards because I just feel like he's taken over for J.K. Dobbins a little bit. You're starting to see more Gus Edwards and less J.K., which is fine because J.K. is a rookie. So I do think Dobbins will take that position back over again but Gus Edwards is really good he rushes for like five yards a carry consistently he's really fast he's a great receiver out of the backfield I would be starting Gus Edwards over J.K. Dobbins in this matchup 
Joe Mixon, I have him on here. Not because I think he's going to get a lot of rushing yards. With that offensive line, I don't. I think he'll be stifled. I do like his, you know, I do think he could be a good receiving threat in this one. The Ravens also give up yards to the running backs through the air. And there's not, you know, Giovanni Bernard's a, a pretty good pass catching running back. But, you know, it kind of, when he goes out on the field, there's like alarms screaming out, pass, pass, pass. With Joe Mixon, you don't have to do that. He can just catch the ball. So I think he has a good day receiving. Tyler Boyd, I have him on here just because I've tried to doubt him a couple times this year, and he's not having it. Uh, I'm glad because I like Tyler Boyd. I think he's a talent. And although it's not a good matchup, I think he has a good game just because of how many targets he gets per game. He's definitely taking those targets away from A.J. Green. Mark Andrews, same thing. He's... He's a, a top three tight end. He needs to be started. Not a good matchup, but you're playing him. Sitting, we've already talked about it. I'm sitting J.K. Dobbins. It looks like Gus Edwards is starting to take over some of that volume. It scares me where J.K. Dobbins would not be a play for me. A.J. Green, I have him on here just because he's a drop at this point. You know, you hear about the air yards that he's you know leads the league in. But if you're not able to connect, then... You know, great, you're getting some targets, but uh, you're, you're not getting that many receptions. And when you do get receptions, your, your yards are pretty mediocre. So I'm not playing A.J. Green in this one. T. Higgins, I love the guy, love the talent. I, I think there's brighter days ahead. He could definitely be, I think he's a star on the rise. But uh, he needs to be benched in this game. And then my, Hollywood Brown, Miles Boykin. I have them on here just because they're always a bench to me. They haven't had that dynamic game yet, and it's starting to concern me with Hollywood Brown. Yeah, he's getting the targets, but he's he's not getting the big plays that you want. And and the Ravens just don't use the receivers. Their their offense doesn't, you know, the, it's not part of their game plans. And with this matchup especially, I'm having Brown and Boykin on my bench. Drew Sample, you know, it's a good matchup, but again, it's Drew Sample. We're lucky if he gets a target per game. He's a, a non-factor in fantasy football. As he should be, for sure. Now to our final Sunday morning game. It is the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. And this game is going to be interesting. The Falcons are four and a half point favorites. Carolina Panthers played pretty well against the Cardinals last week. They beat them, and their offense was explosive. Cardinals had no answers. Cardinals' defense isn't very good. Atlanta Falcons' defense is worse. Just give me the Panthers. I think the Panthers' defense, though not great, is better than the Falcons. So I think they even win this game, to be honest. I like that Falcons' offense, but you know that defense is just the complete opposite of that offense so in regards to sitting and starting I'm starting Teddy Bridgewater I think he just has a monster game I think this is going to be one of his biggest games of his career that's how highly I think of his matchup this week with with the Falcons he started you know last week he did really well running the ball throwing the ball uh is always he was he's always been playing well he's just been lacking in touchdowns and he kind of solved that issue last week and I think that continues this week 
I think he's getting a better grasp of that offense, and they're just going to be more dangerous. Having said that, Mike Davis, you got to be playing Mike Davis. He has a great matchup against these Falcons. And then uh, on the other side of things with Todd Gurley, I think Todd Gurley, you know, Carolina is one of the worst teams in the NFL at defending the running back position. Todd Gurley had an amazing week last week with two touchdowns. Not saying he gets two touchdowns, but I think he gets a lot of yards and he looks like his younger spry self and is fantasy relevant and has a good week for your team. So you need to be starting him with great confidence. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I have them starting for the Panthers. You need to be starting both of them, but I like Robbie Anderson a ton. I like him more than DJ Moore. I think Robbie Anderson just continues the train of you know being targeted every time Bridgewater drops back. And uh, against this matchup with this Falcon secondary, the sky's the limit. I think this can be a huge game for Robbie Anderson. And I think there's room for two. I think Moore could have a, a really effective game and, and do really well. So uh, they both are starts for me. Calvin Ridley, I know he had a zero catch game and everyone's bummed about it and wondering what's going on, but this isn't a good matchup for him against his Panthers secondary, but I think he obviously does better than last week, and I think he's relevant, especially if Julio Jones doesn't play. It's looking like he will. Let's hope so because Ridley hasn't proven that he can be the man yet, but Ridley definitely needs to be played in this one. He's I still feel like he's matchup proof regardless of his bad week last week. Ian Thomas, he needs to be in there. Falcons are horrible at defending the tight end position. Ian Thomas plays tight end. Not always well, but he does, and he's a good play here for uh, you know for this game. Sitting, you're sitting Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan doesn't have, you know, I think it's because teams can run all over the Panthers that they don't pass, so they don't give up a lot of yards. Now, I guess if Matt Ryan really wanted to pass and not give the ball to Todd Gurley, he might have an okay game, but with all those factors into play, he's rated outside my top 12. So right now, Matt Ryan is a sit for me. Julio Jones is a sit because even if he plays, I just don't trust his injury. Uh, it's been lingering for a while. And, you know, I don't want it to be another game where he goes in and then leaves because he, he can't play uh, can't play through it. So I, I got to see him make it through a game and see how productive he is before I want to put him back in my lineup. Russell Gage, same thing. His He went from becoming like a top 20 in regards to targets thrown his way in those first two games to being non-existent the last two. And at this point, he's a bench for me. I, I feel like you have a, a, a lot of better options. And to throw Russell Gage out there right now would would not be prudent. There's uh, there's there's a lot of better options for you right now. And... Uh, you need Russell Gage to get off that schneid he's been in for the last couple weeks before you can trust him again. Hayden Hurst, horrible matchup. Panthers do really well against the uh, other tight end. And Hayden Hurst, is he's had one good week so far. I don't like Hayden Hurst in this one. I don't feel like he's going to be effective and get you the fantasy points you need to win your week. So you can safely bench Hayden Hurst. That will do it for today's fantasy football podcast. You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban fantasy football show. We appreciate you listening. 
We hope you enjoy the Thursday night game today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Chicago Bears. You can follow me on Twitter at Miz, M-I-Z-Z, Montalban, M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N. And, yeah, please rate the show. Give us uh, five stars. Write a review for us. We'd greatly appreciate it. And in the meantime, we'll catch you in a couple days when we preview our Sunday afternoon games. Take care and enjoy the game.